Support for the PWT cast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off, a whole ass 20% off, and free worldwide shipping uh, with the code PWTCAST at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls. All right? So uh, if you have balls, head on over to Manscaped and use promo code PWTCAST for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, And now, on to the show. The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Scrum! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 166 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. My name is Drew. We are your host of the PWT cast, the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWT cast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as myspace.com forward slash PWT cast. Yes, I'm going to keep making that joke for a while. Oh, yeah. Because it's, uh, you know, it's always fun. But uh, as well as patreon.com forward slash PWT cast. Um, last week, myself and Drew sat down to talk about Clerks 3. Finally, I've since then watched it about another two or three times. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, you know, like, yeah, it's just such a good movie. And to be fair, one of those, only one of those. Was, and you're, you're really in S&M. Yeah, that as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have not put out the uh, December schedule yet, uh, so I won't. I'm also I'm uh, you know a little behind the curtains. I'm currently dying right now. Not not yeah. literally, uh, figuratively, of course. I'm sick. Uh, you might hear mm-hmm. it in my voice. Uh, I might have to mute myself if I cough once or twice. Um, and so I don't even really know what day or time it is right now. Um, yeah, much like I'm like Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, uh, you know, yes you are. can't really, yeah, I can't really tell what time or day it, it, it all is. It's all, it's all joining. Like, um, good news is it's not COVID. Um, that's good. Yeah. I have taken two separate COVID tests, um, both negative and it's just, <clears throat> uh, some sort of cough, um, you know, a little phlegm thingy throat that I have. Yeah. Uh, not fun. Well, I tell you, scrump, I, you know, what always, always makes me feel better is a, uh, is a fresh package from manscaped.com. Of course, head on over to manscaped.com and use promo code PWTCAST. Not only do you get a whole ass 20% off, but you also get free worldwide shipping. You know, they have um they have they have so they have so many different options over there as far as what to get. You know, the lawn care package, of course, is, is the one that I highly suggest. I am yeah. by myself. They have this uh uh like the foot spray. I'm gonna try that. Not that I have stinky oh. feet, but yeah. I just I want to try it. Like I got some new shoes recently um, for work, and so I'm just like, all right. I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and buy this. Use promo code PWTCast. You know, get twenty percent off and free shipping. Like I'm I'm all in. You know, even listen, even before the sponsorship, I was all in on the Manscaped family. Hmm. I'm uh. I tell you this. I my my lawnmower 4.0 is uh in the mail right now. So. I'm uh, I'm I'm awaiting mine. Um, maybe next week I'll get to tell everybody how how great it works on my balls. 
Yeah. My giant, enormous balls. What, what, what level of the Patreon is it where we get to record you uh, using the Manscaped on yourself? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, maybe that's a, that, uh, you know, $10 tier. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so, of course, uh, this... You can get... You can get- the detective agency or me shaving my balls, whatever one you want to get. <laughs> yeah. And listen, if, and I've not seen them, but, uh, by all accounts, those are some pretty massive balls. So, uh, <laughs> you know, who knows? Christmas is right around the corner. So that might be your guys's Christmas present. Um, yeah, again, Christmas is right around the corner, dude. Uh, Black mm-hmm. Friday was this week. There's, um, <coughs> um, not a lot of Black Friday shopping that I did. I did do some of it. Um, I will say this. I got fucking... I walked away from uh, Adidas uh, very, very happy. They had like up yeah. to 50% off on most of their shoes. Um, oh, shit. So a lot of the dudes in my family are getting shoes for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Well, no, I don't think my brother listens to this. He might. I don't know. But don't worry, Eric. I didn't get you shoes. Um, but like my dad, my uncle, my nephew. He did just wink. Yeah, I, I did a big old. <laughs> um, no, but what is so? One of my favorite things is um, with my nephews um, <coughs> and my siblings is well, my family in general. I I, I ask for Christmas lists because, um, like, I hate having to guess what fucking someone wants for Christmas. Like even at work, you know, we did Secret Santa and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, God, I can't. Uh, I can't wait to see who fucking got me. I, I've <laughs> like I, I listen. I for the most part, it's fifty fifty on secret, and I, I don't want, I don't mean to sound like ungrateful, but like half of <coughs> half of the Black Friday stuff I've gotten um, has been really great, or Secret Santa stuff that I've gotten for has been awesome, like really fucking yeah. good, you know. Um, and then the other stuff, it, it, clearly, someone went to like you know a five below like yeah. right before work and just picked out random things or whatever it's uh, like oh thanks this uh this this package of bod body spray is what i always wanted yeah this <laughs> this handheld uh neck massager is just what i wanted like um but i always try to go all out for for people and the person i got this year you know they're, they're gonna be a very lucky person but um Good. My oldest nephew, he he has his birthday and Christmas literally days apart from each other. His birthday is the 19th, you know, and so Christmas just about a week later. Um, and because of that, you know, he uh, he doesn't get a fair deal. You know? Yeah. He has a lot of friends and or he has a lot of family that will be like, here's one present for both. And yeah. I'm like, no, fuck that shit. Like, you get two things. And so I asked him what he wanted. And again, he's also a very shy kid. Like, and that's why, like, or he doesn't like to ask for things, which is why I want to get him everything. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this year, I asked him for what he wanted. And the most interesting thing on his list, Drew, is a katana. Mm-hmm. He wants a fucking ninja sword. And he's about to be 11. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to get you your fucking ninja sword. Um, Dude, I, I, I'm not going to interrupt this podcast again for a visual thing, but the, I have one in the closet back there. It's Scorpion from uh, Mortal Kombat's Katana. Well, see, I, I feel bad only because, like, uh, was it like a month or no, like a few months back, I went to Wisconsin Dells with my family. Uh-huh. And one of the things that we did when we were there is we were walking around all the little gift shops that they have. And, um, yeah, 
there was there was a few of them that had katanas, had fucking giant ninja swords. Yeah, and there's always that weapon shop where you're like, you know, throwing stars and that kind of stuff. Well, I kept joking with him. I was like, oh, yeah, you want one of those swords? You want one of those swords? And he kept saying, yeah. But I thought he was just being like, you know, being a smart ass. Yeah. Apparently, he really did want one. And so, like, he could have already had one. But, you know, my mom was like, don't get him. Don't get him a fucking ninja sword. But, like, I don't care. Listen, he's getting a ninja sword. What he does or does not do with it, that's, <laughs> that is that is not a fucking me thing. You know, like, if he yeah. accidentally, you know, clips his little brother you know, gets his dog's tail. Not a mean thing. I, I, he yeah. asked for this. He got it. Whatever he does or does not do with it. You know, that's, uh, that's between he and his mother. Uh, yeah. Hopefully Alex doesn't listen to the podcast. No, I doubt it. I mean, this, okay. <laughs> if he does, he's getting, Alex, you're getting a katana. I, I, and I want to, like, I'm sure he doesn't care what kind he gets, but, um, the nerd enemy was like, I need to get him a Hattori Hanzo sword, you know, from fucking yeah. Kill Bill. Um, yeah. What about you? Did you do any Black Friday shopping? Um, not really. Uh, I did some a- Amazon ordering yesterday. The biggest thing for myself was just a uh, TV. I've I've never been the guy that goes out and gets a TV on, but it was like, I really, I didn't want. Well, I take that back. I don't need one. I don't have one in this room, so I was like, all right, well. $228 for a fucking 65 inch is a pretty goddamn good deal. So that came in. Actually, it was supposed to come in Friday. It came in Wednesday. So I had my guy was out of town. Um, my neighbor, she's like, I was like, hey, this was supposed to come in like the day I got back. Could you like hide it in your house for a couple of days? Because I don't want it sitting on my porch for, for three days. She's like, oh, yeah, that's no problem. I was like, oh, thank God. Um, but yeah, I got that. And yesterday I did the whole TV shuffle and, you know, that one, the living room went into my bedroom, my bedroom went into the spare bedroom. So, you know, but yeah, man, uh, that was basically what I did. Unfortunately, I haven't done much shopping for other people yet. (laughs) I got Andy done. (laughs) Oh, nice. So do we get Andy? Oh, uh, I will not. (laughs) Yeah. Cause he definitely listens to this. So. I will not tell him, but uh, yeah, I got his done. Um, he helped me get my nephew done. That's about them. Those are about the two people that are done, both Andy related. But yeah, man. Uh, but the plight of the, tw- the December birthday is real. My my mom is day after Christmas, and uh, she's very strict about not giving her gifts on Christmas for her birthday. Like, yeah, like she's it, like, it's, it's, she's it's like no, shit. I don't want to give it to me tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, like as it should be. Like, don't be fucking yeah. cheap. You know, get yeah. someone their Christmas gift and their birthday gift, like two separate ones. Um, mm-hmm. What do you call it? Uh, you know, I, I did get some stuff that I probably could have asked Andy for help. Not thinking about it now, it's fine. It's yeah. You know, <laughs> it's always what, that's that's always one of those things. Yeah, no, I'm actually pretty yeah. excited. Andy, though. Andy just knows a guy that knows a guy. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm excited just because. Like, I love wrapping gifts. Like, I'm a big. Uh, I do too. Yeah, like I hate. There's nothing more I hate than like, oh yeah, just throw it on a bag, and I'm like, yeah, what? Like super weird. Like last year, um, I I went to, uh, um, I went to go have Christmas somewhere else where I don't normally have Christmas, 
And it was uh-huh. so weird to, for me there because, like, again, I'm just used to, like, oh, everything's wrapped, you know, like, a few days prior. Like, and it was not the case at, at, at this place where it was, like, uh-huh. very much to the point where it was just, like, okay, we are going up to this room right now. Nobody come up here. And they were wrapping things, like, day of. Like, you know, like, literally day of. And, um... Wow, which is just totally weird for me because again i'm just used to everything's already wrapped and stuff like that um and it almost sort of takes away from it too and it's like you were just upstairs rapping like i know you were just upstairs rapping this you know but like no i'm totally like i'm the one thing i am very uh big on is i do the whole uh, box inside of a box inside of a box gimmick oh yeah yeah oh yeah too like to the point where I remember I felt terrible about it because it was last year. Like that's again, that's just a thing I'm used to getting. I'm doing to my family. Like I've told a story mm-hmm. before of I get my nephew a PS5, and he refuses to believe that it's actually. Be- he's just like no, because again it was box instead of box. And finally opens up that, P- and he had to physically get in there and touch the PS5 because he didn't believe me. And uh-huh. um, last year with Veronica's mom, that was a thing where she like. uh I did that joke on her it was a box inside of a box inside of a box. And she's just talking to us as she's opening it. And clearly you see the frustration in everyone else's face who realizes what's going on on top. Yeah. She's like, wow. She's like, you have such nice handwriting. She's like, here, I'm going to, I'm going to keep the, I'm going to cut this out. Keep in the, like, it got to the point where it was just like, like what should have taken two minutes for her to open something became a 12 minute thing. And I was just like, <laughs> but they don't got to worry about that this year. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to start wrapping up gifts and stuff like that. And like, it's yeah. funny enough because there's a lot of stuff that I've ordered from Amazon too. That <coughs> is, you know, it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be delivered Thursday. Now it's showing up Monday. Thankfully, none of it, none of them are giant TVs, so I don't yeah. have to worry about that. <laughs> but you were just up in Ohio, right? You were back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went up there uh, a couple days, did the family thing. Actually, got to record an episode with uh, um, "Why Did We Ever Meet." Awesome uh, you episode. Know, just, I again, yeah. one of those, one of those uh, Hall of Fame worthy episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, if we we knew it would be of just us bullshitting about the past, um, but yeah, that was a it was a good time. It was a nice quick trip. It was Thursday or Tuesday to Friday, so it was just to the turnaround was really fast. Uh, but yeah, man, up there back home, it's like now I just don't even now I'm into the long stretch before Christmas, just trying to load up. Luckily, I have tomorrow. Maybe I'll do some good Cyber Monday deals, you know, yeah. even though it's like all of November is Cyber Monday anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing with me where, like, again, because I've just been in and out of sleep, like, I don't yeah. like honestly, like I woke up today, like I I told you, I, I woke up to uh, a message from WH Park and I thought it was the exact same message he had sent me like a day or two prior. And I was just like, what what's going on? I was like, what day is it? I don't, I don't know what, like, I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know what's real. (coughs) Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I should probably get on that because again, it's, uh, it's one thing where being able to find everything and, and get your deals on it, but like getting it on time, like that's what to me is always the worst where like I'll pay the extra few bucks to get it expedited. 
yeah. only because I know what the fuck it's like to be waiting on, uh, you know, to be waiting on December 22 for fucking, you know, <laughs> these boots that you bought for someone and you're just like, yeah. you're like, God damn it. You're like, my mom won't give a fuck if she doesn't get these <laughs> stupid boots. But I, I like, they were the first yeah. thing that I bought and the last thing here. Why is this? So Yeah, yeah that's the worst. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then you're left going, all right, well, I just got to run upstairs real fast to wrap something. Hey, another thing, though, that I did get to do this week was uh, I attended Dynamite, uh, which was fun. Yeah. Fun as always. You know, it was, it was I got to say, between that and Full Gear, uh, definitely more fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but also, like, you know, it's uh, at least to me, um, these like pre Thanksgiving shows typically used to be a little, they, they tend to be a little bit more stacked, you know? So uh, mm-hmm. I, I had, listen, I had the time of my life. Like it, it was a really, it was, it was a really fun show. Um, you know, I thought it was fucking uh, lame with the young bucks and the elite did, you know, yeah. I've, uh, I've had, uh, you know, it's, but I've had my suspicions now that like, Hey, this all might be a work, you know, only because of like <laughs> how much they double down on everything. Um, yeah. But who knows, you know, but aside from that, though, like I said, <clears throat> it was a fun show. Uh, one of the things that I was really happy with that uh, I got to partake in or, you know, was uh, Ma- uh, Matthew, Michael's son, Michael, who who works with us over at the shop, uh, his son, huge wrestling fan. And uh, Frank and I sh- sort of shared uncle duties. Uh, it was a uh, friend of the show, Jonathan Mayer. At one point he texted me, he's like, is that your nephew next to you? And it was just one of my coworkers. <laughs> I was like, nope. It was like, that's just Chris Wong. And then I had like Matthew and, and, uh, and then actually another friend of mine, Brent, he was like, is that your nephew? And I was like, yeah, sure. This is, you know, this is my nephew. <laughs> right. But Matthew, you know, he was, he was wearing his scissor me daddy ass t-shirt. And so of course all the boy wanted, uh, was to, you know, get scissored by the acclaimed and, uh, we got Bowens and Anthony, you know, Bowens and yeah. Anthony came by, they both scissored him. Uh, we didn't get daddy ass, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Also, for most of that Penta Phoenix match, Matthew was sitting on Frank's lap too, and just watching like the whole show. So um, it was just <coughs> overall a really fun show. Plus, we got to see Ishii, like him and yeah. Jericho just beat the shit out of each other. So you know that that's always pretty fun. So what, what Ishii does best? Pretty much, yeah. Like just well whether or not that chest was busted open organically i don't know you know <laughs> but like again when when you're getting those chops from ishii like it's no fucking walk in the park so i don't uh you know i i don't envy for, i don't envy chris jericho having to be on the receiving end of those things because again yeah. <clears throat> just holy shit do those things look intense But, um, uh, yeah, again, you know, it's, it is always fun seeing, uh, everyone like at those shows and stuff like that. A lot of, a lot of reoccurring, you know, uh, people that we see at all like the other wrestling shows. And again, to me, it was just weird because I was, I was literally just at, uh, the full gear show. And so just, just like so yeah. frequently, you know, like even, um, cause, uh, we did the, the live whatnot there. 
and uh which by all accounts was a pretty big hit pretty big success like you know i think like of everything that we took there to get signed it was something like 95 percent of the things we were able to get signed so nice you know again a considering we're like we'll probably not get half of these things signed <laughs> it was pretty good fucking you know deal that we got and yeah. um you know seeing like uh the whatnot like transpire go down and stuff like that it was really fun like um this weekend i was also uh, watching the there's a uh, tanhausen uh, e- uh ego why can't I fucking think of his name? Ethan Page. Adam Page. Ethan, Ethan Page, Page, yeah. yeah. Ethan Page and Brody King, they had a really fun one together where uh, a co-worker of mine uh, purchased a piece of Brody King's beard. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, just, you know, uh, on some of the whatnot streams, you know, you can get collectible, you know, collectible items, one, you know, one-off things that we printed we'll never make again. On some of them, you know, you get a piece of Brody King's beard. Which, uh, you know, it's, again, you never know what you're going to get on Whatnot. Absolutely, man. Hey, who hosts Whatnot? Uh, Colt Boom Boom Cabana, who's going to be this week's guest. Uh, last week before he um, <coughs> he hosted the show, um, was generous enough. I had some time, so he sat down with, uh, with me and uh, we sort of chit-chatted a bit, which it's it's always like, Again, to me, it's always one of those, like, and I mentioned it to him on there, but, like, he is, to me, like, one of the pillars of, 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 of podcasting, like, because when I get in, it's, like, him, Kevin Smith, Joe Rogan, um, yeah. and, like, you know, if, if not for Colt Cabana, you know, I'm sure wrestlers do get <coughs> involved with podcasting, but to the extent that, like, you know, there's whole networks now based around, you know, wrestling specific podcasts and, you mm-hmm. know, so many, so many wrestlers have their own podcasts. Like, again, it doesn't happen without the art of wrestling and not that there's anyone discrediting him or like, oh no, the art of wrestling didn't have anything like not, you know, most people understand like, oh, we're eating off of this because, you know, this was, you know, this was the guy who went out there and, and sort of pioneered everything for us. Yeah. Um, so again, just a very fun time getting to sit down and, and chat with him. Um, and yeah, you know, and enough of my coughing. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode <laughs> uh, with the one and only Colt Boom Boom Cabana. So when I start podcasting, there's obviously some people within not only the world of wrestling, but just within the world of podcasting that I want to talk to because um, I'm just... I'm like, fuck it. I got to shoot my shot. I got, I'm going to make my little list like Cody. I'm going to put all the people that I want to want to eventually talk to. Cause I, I don't think I actually interview anyone. Like what I do, I'm just, I'm just sort of having a conversation with people. And of course I think like the, for me, the, the two most important people under were one Kevin Smith, because when it comes to non wrestling podcasts, of course he's sort of the pioneer in like, or one of the, one of the early pioneers with that. But like, Another one of the people on that list was a uh, a local indie wrestler by the name of Colt Cabana, who by that point had sort of like revolutionized wrestling podcasts because uh, at that point, you know, you got Stone Cold, you got Chris Jericho, and this man had been doing it for a while. And this is, you know, this is my sort of gateway into an indie wrestling because I'd heard of the El Genericos, the Samoa Joes, the Briscoe Brothers, 
but it's not until I start listening to the art of wrestling that I'm just I'm I'm all in. You know, I'm I'm listening to all of them. Um, I'm again going to indie shows like around. I didn't know they existed as far as I was concerned. You know, you got your your two, three WWE shows a year, and you know that that's pretty much it. But now I was you know going up to uh, to LaSalle or down to Bourbon Street, up to the Eagles Club, just you know wherever I could just to watch indie wrestling because again I just had become all about it and this man seems to be around wrestling whenever things are you know being uh whenever there's little mini revolutions you know uh you used to have if you were a pro wrestler you couldn't just hey can you send me a hundred t-shirts of this design to this venue that i'm going to be at for this weekend thanks you know but like this man is sort of all over the place now when it comes to pro wrestling he's so closely associated with that it does help that his face is all over the billboards around town and stuff like that and on our packaging um but you know, again, another endeavor in wrestling that people are, are now sort of getting into is whatnot. And uh, over here, pro wrestling tees, if we're going to be doing something, you know, it's often or not, we're going to be doing it with this man. So, uh, of course, I'm, I'm very happy to be sitting with, <laughs> with him as he uh, checks his imaginary watch. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Lo- local indie wrestler. Worldwide, worldwide now, and that wrestler at that at that time at that time I had been in the WWE for two years. I had been on Wrestling Society X, an MTV show. I had been to Japan multiple times with Zero One. I had traveled the whole world, all of Europe. Local indie wrestler, he says. I, which I wind Scrub up. Which un, all, <laughs> you, just, you thought if you talked long enough, no. if you talked long enough. That I wouldn't be able to remember that you called me local indie wrestler. To be fair, no, no, no. To be fair, my heart. No, no, no. My heart. To be fair. Also, that front rant was like an SNL skit of was you it? of a of a basic ass podcaster. Really? Hi. So uh, when I first started, it was just like we were on. We were like, oh man, what's up? Fuck. This is my room. Hi. Welcome to podcasting. I am Scrump. <laughs> Well, listen. One to be fair, it was it was very shortly thereafter that I learned that you weren't just again local indie wrestler. Again, you you didn't put that part. Well, because I didn't get to it. Yeah, died. buddy. There was more to that. <laughs> that. No, I'm saying you know it, it's it's that. Like I'm just like oh here here's the guy that's a wrestler, and then I learned everything because again it's one I, I don't get into wrestling till later on, so I have to go back and do my homework as far as like WWE WCW. You didn't get stuff into goes. wrestling later on. You were 16 when we met you. Yeah, but I'm saying like I like I grew up peak like attitude. Everyone was doing suck it. Everyone was too sweeting. I knew what those things were because we were all doing it. But I had no idea like the background, the background, or any of that. Right. No, it's right. not till about like '04 that oh, wow. you know that's... that I get into it. But then again, when I discover art of wrestling, that's when a whole new world opens up and it is independent. You know, like thanks to local indie wrestler, yeah, wor- worldwide superstar <laughs> now. Yeah, no, it and. Uh, Again, it, it's funny you mentioned. Yeah, you're like you were 16 when you knew me. Like, no, 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 you were 16. I, I, yeah, yeah, I was 16. Yeah, when because it was one of those things. Like again, like I discovered. I think I was. I just probably turned about 18 actually. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I with you and Marty DeRosa, all the stuff you wanted to do. Like I always sing the praises of you two specifically because. Most kids my age were trying to get into 21 and over clubs, you know, to get drunk and be up to no good. 
I was just trying to watch these like wrestling shows that you guys were doing at these places. And, you know, like uh, more often than not, it was like, I always felt so bad about it too, where I'm just like, Hey, um, you guys are doing the show at Emporium and I can't get in. Like, (laughs) would you able to like sneak me in and stuff like that? Oh yeah. There was a few times. I specifically remember one time you told you told one of the bouncers, you're like, yeah, that's like my kid. And they looked at us and the, the guy was like, huh? And you're like, he's with the show. And he was like, was he your kid or is he with the show? And you just grabbed me and pulled me. And he didn't question <laughs> yeah, you because, yeah, yeah. again, he probably just didn't, you know, care. But, um, yeah, you know. I, and I'm like, glad you didn't get messed up on alcohol and, nah, and trouble us. No, you know, I was. nights. That I can't speak for the rest of your life. No, no. You know, this listen, this canteen's full of water. I'm uh you know, I was too busy watching wrestling, uh, you know, and reading comic books to to get involved with all that stuff. Well, good job. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell by the, the podcast room. Although you always had a boner for Kevin Smith. Yeah. You know, it's uh where like I you know, of course I have like the giant Kevin Smith tattoo on my leg. Like I always say that's probably the best investment I made only because like through that tattoo yeah but only because like through this we've become like friends like friendly you know like very much like i would just show up to all of your shows and stuff like uh one of my favorite shots is uh you did the the live show at challengers um and in there's a picture of it, it's like you gallows Compton. from behind right yeah and it's me maggie me and maggie are sitting like right there right next to each other we have no idea who the other one is and it's like give it give it three, four years and you guys are going to be coworkers and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's still so many people from like those shows, those local shows that you used to do that. Do you think, do you think Maggie hates me? Maggie? Why would she yeah. hate you? I don't know. She was, when she would come to those shows, she was like the greatest fan and she, I think she just stopped thinking I was cool. Does she listen to this? Probably uh, not. Probably not. No. Okay. Oh, I think she's cool. Yeah. But, well, I don't think it's that. I think it's like, I think it might be so. It's one of those things like working at pro wrestling tees where wrestlers more so. You have to skim down your fandom. Yeah, because like for instance, Scotty Too Hotty was here not too long ago, like signing autographs, and of course because he was over on that pro wrestling tee side of the room, like Ryan was like, "Tone it down. Don't talk about you know like farts and boners all day when Scotty Too Hotty's here signing autographs." And so I think it was one of those like. Everyone was just sort of very professional. Just. I like. I thought the tone it down was don't ask him a million questions about WWE, but it was stop being yourself, a bunch of assholes. Exactly. <laughs> and then I and I, I believe the way Michael told the story was maybe like twenty thirty minutes in, he was like, "Did I do something wrong? Yeah. Like why? Like why is everyone being so yeah. like you know?" And I think it was maybe Dave who spoke up and was like, well, you know, Ryan said, and he was like, no, I don't care. And, you know, just sort of started, they all started talking and and having fun. And again, so you'll get wrestlers like that who will come, like Chris Hero, same thing. He was here a few weeks back and, you know, he's supposed to- Took his time on those autographs, I heard. Yeah, but that's sweet time. That's only you know because he's sitting, he's sitting there telling. Have we stories talked about that people. on this podcast. Yeah, we can talk about it on here. Have we talked about it? Have we? No. Do they know that he he took five days to do some autographs? Five days. Great. Yeah, he was here for five days. He got paid by the hour. Apparently, <laughs> Ryan was not happy. Well, you know, I know the staff was very happy with Chris that Chris Hero was here, but. That, that's always like one of the fun parts because again prior to the pandemic there were so many more people that would just like come in and out and you have some you know some people that do work with us who you know will be cool about it but you do have the others who are kind of just like oh 
and I think because like me and Maggie, like we've been here for, I mean, I know I've been here for seven years, which means I think she's probably been here eight, maybe even nine. Um, you know, we're a little bit more cool about it now because like, I get, you know, like even when we have new people like you come in all the time, you know, like there'll be people who are just like, Oh, that's, it's called Cabana. And it's like, but I want Maggie to still be like that. And I get mad that she doesn't. I want her to be so excited to see me. Like, do you want her to come up to you and ask for you to like assign an eight by ten? No, I just oh, hey Cole, and mm-hmm. just like oh hey, and I'm like Maggie, how are you? How are the kids? I'm more excited to see Maggie. I think. I mean, there's definitely people that work there that still do that. That you'll walk in and they'll be like, hey, there's Cole. All right, that makes me feel good. Thanks. That's yeah. all I'm looking for. But I want it specifically for Maggie. Just for Maggie? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we'll 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 talk to Maggie afterwards. Even if it's staged, you know, just Bassett, so that yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so that you're happy. Just like uh yeah, a monthly employee check. Like, Maggie, this is what we're gonna need out of you. Just put you put on a show for Colt. Yeah, that's all I ask. <laughs> Why don't Jimmy's job is usually really happy to see you? Well, I'm always happy to see Jimmy. Man, you see, Jimmy's a fun one because I didn't think in a million years that Jimmy Lee would when that when he started working here with us that the one person he would be friend dare i say his best friend here at the job would be frank is that right oh jimmy and frank they will sit there and, and they they will chat you know yeah but they're they're hate chatting i don't is do you do you consider hate i mean i mean i remember i remember when he got hired here and i said jimmy there's there's one guy you're going to have to be careful about <laughs> And uh, and then he was like, after a week, he's like, whoa, that man is a lot. Yeah, so you, I, I think now it's like, I think now they've, because Frank also, you know, as much as you told Jimmy that, I know some of us were like, hey, Frank, this is Jimmy, like, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's tone it down at first mm-hmm. a, a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, I think they've both sort of gotten used to each other, accustomed to, to each other. But it is funny, like, I'll just see them sort of just sitting there chatting, like, especially when we close sometimes they'll be the last two ones there in their room and they're just sitting there and talking and again i'm like you know they're yeah, world peace i think frank possible. can get frank can get deep but it takes a lot to get there mm-hmm. like you could have a real deep conversation but it takes a lot of like just animalistic conversations to, like you know it's like for every 20 there's one that will be like worth some substance in there <laughs> so like i know for me personally because like i've been around again one hour teas for oh god i mean even before i started working here like i um you know like when i used to work at the movies all those movie passes that would hey, fall I off still the truck have those pa- do you think they still work there's no expiration date on them i was looking at them the other day maybe it says regal cinema <laughs> and it just says buy free entry and there is no expiration i mean i would ima- listen odds are you could go there and try and yeah, like i think i'm going to yeah because okay. you know again for for those uh unfamiliar you know I didn't think Statue of Limitations is passed. I worked at the movie theaters, and there was all these passes that would just fall off the trucks, <laughs> you know, and like, um, and you know, Colt the Con Man. The second I hear that there's a kid that works in the movie theater, I have one question for him, <laughs> especially the theater next to my house. How do I get the hookup? Well, that was the thing. Like, I just, I was like, oh, I just, you know, I was like, uh, young, bright-eyed Maggie. I was like, I just want Colt to think I'm cool, cool. so. You know, these would come your way, Marty DeRosa's oh, yeah. way. You give me free movie tickets, you are the coolest. <laughs> and so, but, you know, so, like, you've seen, I feel like, a handful of us, like, I mean, you've been here when it was 10 people, when the holiday party was 10 people, and we could all go I've to- I've been here since then when it was four people. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, it was his sister, his mom, and Frank. And his brother. And his brother, yeah. 
So like for you again, like now seeing like how big it's gotten to the point where it's almost like I don't I don't think it's like corporate or anything, but it's just we're getting so much bigger. Like, well, when I yeah, when it got to the point where Ryan had to stop posting on Facebook asking his friends to come work for him, and he started like putting out real like basically when it was like people he didn't know was you know like hey like I need people to work here. I think that was the point where I was like, oh, this is getting big, and there's just yeah because before it was just his friends or it was just people within his inner circle and then he started reaching out to different aspects to get people just to come because it was growing so much yeah yeah like i know even with me it was uh like you and marty were always very much like hey do you know how to do this do you know how to do but it was like i didn't know photoshop i didn't know how to print and then i think it was like marty was like do you know how to answer a phone and i was like i'm on mine every day i can (laughs) I can absolutely answer a telephone, you know, and that was just sort of my way in. And like one of the things here, it's there's very few people that have just one specific job. Like there's very few Colt, you only do this. It's like just you learn how to do everything just by like osmosis. And I think even myself, because there's like I'm in a weird spot where I came in halfway through like this expansion and sort of like the old school, because a lot of times when it's like Karima, Frank, Ryan sitting around, they'll be like, remember we all did this and that. And I'm like, no, like I was not here, but to them it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. You, you, you've been a part of the family. For yeah. So like long, you've been yeah. a part of it. And again, I got to imagine for you, cause you, again, you come in frequently more so now because of whatnot, but just like even coming in and it's like, Oh, here's one new face. Here's two new face. Mm-hmm. Now there's a whole warehouse full of staff that mm-hmm. like, you got to sort of remember everyone's like, well, you know, memorize everyone's names and, and learn everyone's names. Like, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you're not. I, that. I don't even think Ryan's doing that, to be honest. We did quiz him. <laughs> like, when on the last Jericho cruise, uh, we uh, we guilted him into like we're like you're gonna do a Q and A with us, and one of them that like we threw in there just like as a as a, a curveball was like, can you name every single? Both him and Frank, we quizzed them. Can you yeah. name every single person? Well, that was Ryan for you? doing the hiring? I feel Karima does the hiring. Karima does the hiring for the front, and then Frank will do the back. Uh, do they all go through Ryan? Does he give an okay or no? Nah, Ryan doesn't. Re- so at this point, it'll kind of Karima will take care of the front if it's. Me and Frank will sort of take care of people like in the back, and yeah. then Jeremy will just take care of the warehouse. Like I think Ryan sort of trusts us to like, you know, just go yeah, ahead. He's and, got his own personal Johnny Aces up there. Yeah, because even like even there'll be people who like will know who he is and stuff like that. And uh, like there's one of the guys who works in the warehouse. You know, he talks about like he. A lot of people now are sort of friends of friends and sort of just family members, things like that. And he was just a friend of uh, one of the printers. And he was in the warehouse, and he was like, "Yeah, some bald dude walks up to me one day because he'd been helping out last the uh, like last Christmas." And he's like, "Hey, hey, do you want to work here?" And he was just like, "Sure," just unaware. He thought it was just someone asking, him, "Like, do you want to work here, like for good?" Yeah. And I think like the next day, Frank was like, "All right, so Ryan talked to you. He said <laughs> you're hired," and he was like, "Wait, what? like that was." You know, I was because I was going to ask if people were scared of him like the way they are Vince McMahon or Tony Khan. Uh, but it seems like the story you just told is the complete opposite. <laughs> well, so I think it's, di- I don't know if I'm the one who to speak on that because, you know, I'm like, you know, him in a different way. I know him right. in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Like I can go, like, he'll call me an idiot and I'll call him an idiot back. Yeah, I imagine it's the same way of like, you know, I, I think about my relationship with the young bucks and how we're so close and, and even Kenny, Kenny's probably a better example because the young bucks, uh, 
try to be super friendly, but Kenny is such an enigma to the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of the wrestlers there are like kind of scared of him, but like, he's just my friend from like, we've been doing it together for so long. And, um, yeah. So like, I realized that I have this relationship, but then you go to, you know, television and you see the way people are like, uh, uh, and then he'll walk by and they're like, damn it. I missed, I missed my shot of talking to him or whatever it was. I'm like, Oh how, God. I mean, just like Kenny and the bucks aside, like how, how freaking does that happen with a lot of us? Cause like, like a Sanjay, you know, like he's someone there who's like back there, like, right, you know, in like, a nice suit in a nice suit and <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm sure there are plenty of like, you know, indie wrestlers who come in and they're just like, but to you, he's just, your buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it, but I'm self aware about it, so it's very funny. Like, because I remember being backstage at WWE. I don't. I don't think I was intimidated. Like, if you go over the, I guess, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't that intimidated. I'm thinking about the the people that were agents when I was an extra, which was like Malenko, IRS, Sergeant Slaughter. Those they all. They, you could tell that they didn't like Steamboat. Like they didn't want to like get you in trouble. That's all I was worried about was like people getting me in trouble. So like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I wasn't scared of them. The only, I, you know, you're scared of Johnny Ace walking around because he can give you a job or take a job away from you. You're scared of Vince McMahon, but I don't feel those agents can do that. And you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Sanjay's in a position, but I think like Kenny is in a position like that. So, uh, and he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So from that aspect, well, I guess Steamboat is also one of the greatest. You know, like, but mm-hmm. Steamboat wasn't a uh, an EVP. Um, you know kenny is see there is also a bit of that like i think even with me because again like i know kenny i know the bucks and like when i've seen like the few times i have been backstage and i have seen a little bit of that you know with with kenny where it's oh hello kenny and to me i'm like well we were in the bahamas just you know hanging Mm -hmm. out or i think about like giving him a ride from the airport and us just like bullshitting about like video games and things like that and again this was like pre AEW so it's like and this was a few years that you know I sort of knew them like that so I got to imagine yeah like for and I don't really unless I you know say or do something stupid I don't really think with him you know that I would lose my job as opposed to like you know the people walking around backstage where again I feel like it would have to be something really like stupid or like offensive that you would have to say or do to him to like Mm -hmm. lose your job for sure for sure yeah um it's funny too with the young bucks. You mentioned the young bucks because I there's the one like I mentioned the one show that you did where uh, it was a live show. It was them, El Generico, and you guys like over at Challengers. And to me, it was like that's one of the one for one of the more fun, memorable shows, especially because you know it was the the live shows again. It, and I talk about the bucks on that show. It was yeah, it was the bucks. It was El Generico. Marty was there as well. You had someone doing a musical performance, also. Yeah. Do you know who that? Do you know who those that was? See, I thought it was the uh, Super Smash Brothers, but you're maybe the Bucks were there. Do you know who did the musical? So that's the thing about my podcast; it's been so long. Uh, do you know who the Try Guys are? Try Guys, Try Guys. The name sounds. You don't know who the Try Guys are. They were on. They were these huge guys on BuzzFeed. And then they became their own thing, and then just recently they split up because one yes, yeah, out. yeah. I okay. mean, the the video of them, the guy, them kicking the guy out, got like hundreds. Yes, of millions I know exactly who that. Yeah, they're le- like legends, and so Keith was one is one of the try guys, really. And he was in, uh, he was doing stuff over at um, Comedy Sports with me, and yeah, he was just an, an improviser from Chicago, and then he moved to L.A. a couple, I think. 
I think right after that, he moved to L.A. to try to make it big, got a job at BuzzFeed, became one of the Try Guys, and now I think he's a millionaire. <laughs> See, and, like, that that to me is one of, like, the funny, like, small things because, I mean, I'm, sh- like, you know, like, I imagine El Generico. I know, like, you know, he's friends with Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn, pro- like, another person. Eh, Sammy talks shit about him, but whatever. You know, but, like, even with him, like, he's someone who... Like never, never did I really think like, oh, he'll be sharing a ring with like Roman Reigns, and you know they will be chanting, "We want Sammy, we want Sammy," or like just someone who you know, or like Kevin, who like I remember, I remember him doing a show at the Lincoln Lodge with Marty, and that just being so much fun, and you know, like if you would have leaned over and been like, "Hey, guess who's gonna close out uh, night one of WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin?" You know, well, that's, I mean, I was aware of it. I mean, not Kevin, but that's the scene that we were on, mm-hmm. the scene that I was on for for 20 years, over 20 years now. All these guys, it's like, these guys are all great. How come they don't get their shot? And then eventually the the industry changed and it allowed, allowed great wrestlers to be on television, become stars, and it wasn't a surprise. You know, like when I started in Ring of Honor, I remember like very early they plucked Paul London out of Ring of Honor, and I was like... and. and and then, then Brian Kendrick, you know, this is early 2000s. So um, it's just, you, I, I didn't think, it, it was like, I can't believe, like, well, okay, they're watching, you know, they, they recognize that, like, our generation aren't these giant muscle heads, but we can work and we can connect. Not even work, we can connect with a crowd. And Paul London, you know, those early Ring of Honors was like the first person to really connect uh like a, besides you know low key and daniels he was the first unknown to connect and then they signed him to a deal and um and so like you know just from very early it's like i was aware these people can connect and you know sammy and and kevin were obviously two of those guys out of hundreds if not thousands you know that's what the po- that's what my podcast was all about originally it's just like mm-hmm. these guys all are great they know their job just cuz you just cuz you don't see them on tv necessarily doesn't mean they're fucking amazing and you know, like this is going to be an archive of the future for when I'm like I told you so, <laughs> and then there's half that that are, that didn't ever do anything, and then like how much how much of that is it like the like the proud papa? You know, again, like of that, of like I told you, I told you that you know, um, because like even myself, like someone that I'm like friends with now, like through this is like Brody King, you know, and I remember you. Having, is this podcast are you just saying you're friends with all the wrestlers? No, no, no. I don't have I said I'm friends with any of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious if that's what this is. Who else have I I mean you? Kenny. Well, no, I wouldn't Young say Bucks. I'm friends with Kenny and the Box. Like I know them. Like I Barracuda Bomber. Barracuda Mailbox Bomber. Barracuda Mailbox Bomber, his brother. <laughs> no, but like like he's someone who like I had no idea he existed until I heard him like on your show and you know, it like now, how do I tell you Brody was never on my show? He was on your show. You had him on. He talked about his broken jaw. Oh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. If it, yeah, it I don't, was, maybe it was the documentary series, maybe, when it turned mm-hmm. into the road one. Okay. I'll cool. Lie. I've listened. I've I'll listened. Lie. I've listened to every episode. I <laughs> There's new ones coming out. Yeah. So, so that that is another one that I want to bring up because I, I love the, you know, the the newer show that you started, the Wrestling Anonymous with yeah, but there's new, there's I literally just edited a new art of wrestling today, which will, will be out by the time this comes out, I assume. Oh, who's it with? Do I tell you? When's this it, come out? This one will come out Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, there's one up with uh, Peter Avalon right now. Peter Avalon. Okay. Yeah. And one next week too. And 
we for like you have you taken like a little bit of hiatus with that one and I think it's like fair to say it's because well everyone you know look at this everyone has a has yeah a it just became right it became a thing that like you know I think there was a while where mine when when it would come out it'd be like destination listening and I even I was like so excited to give this present to the world and then yeah it got real saturated and uh, it's not like I, I was always very proud of it but it just got to a point where like it didn't the, the specialness wasn't there the way it was uh, in the beginning for me. And so I cooled it down and now I just kind of put it out like whenever there's somebody I really, somebody I, who I, who I want to like boost or talk about or praise or I think their story is great, you know, I, I'm i on my own schedule, which makes me happy that I don't have, like, you know, before it was hard, it was a chore. You know, I put it out straight, you know, every single week for 400 weeks or something like that. And so, um, yeah, so now I just kind of do it on my own schedule, which which takes it away from um like a money making venture that it was and now just kind of puts it into a thing that I just kind of do just cuz I like and I I always loved it but towards the end it was just like you have to put it out every week you have to get your business deals you have to you know get your sponsors in line you have to do this it just it became it became a job and it was a great job I mean it's the best job but um, it was hard. It was a decision I had, you know, you know, I'm fucking with my money when I'm like, all right, I have to, I'm still going to stop this. This is going to take, you know, this is going to take away a lot of the money that I was making a week or a month or a year or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, I put that power or time into something else. Yeah. Cause like, I know you've been doing, uh, your, your Twitch streams and uh, of course like the whatnot you know, and with, whatnot, with right? us yeah, like exactly. that. Do you feel like you get the same sort of like satisfaction that you did from the podcast or is that sort of different because th that one's almost like you can catch it live so it's more of an when instantaneous I, when i did the podcast i just really felt i was doing something that nobody else was doing and i felt like i was like i really had my own niche in an industry i was my own person like i was an innovator i really felt it and i and it was a great feeling um and so, you know, Twitch and whatnot are like things that I love doing, um, but I'm one of many doing, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I guess that that that's my feelings on it. Like, I really love doing it. But when I, I, I love doing the podcast, like the early years, love doing the podcast and love knowing that, like, I'm doing something nobody else is doing. And a lot of, and, and, it, and it got to, you know, like, it's because they didn't know how or what or like why it was so great. And then eventually people started catching on Jericho, Jim Ross, Stone Cold. And then, you know, everyone's it started trickling down a little bit. Uh, and I always say like, you know, once they started doing it, like people are like, Oh, okay, we're allowed to do this now. Um, but so like, you know, it just, those were like the golden years for me mm -hmm. in terms of like innovative and like being on top of like the, like being on top of the industry or an industry, and so, you know, I guess like we're always searching for those kind of things and, you know, but whatnot is like, I saw Hawkins and Ryder doing it, Cardona and, and Myers. And then I did it with them at one of their live pay-per-views. And I was just like, there's no reason Ryan, sh there's no reason that Ryan isn't doing this or is, isn't. Yeah. And I, you know, right away I said, Ryan, like, I think there's something here. And he was just like, oh, they've been asking me to do it for two years. I don't want, like, Ryan's stubborn, whatever Dude, it is. I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I, obviously uh, he won't listen to Michael or, or anybody else. But if I come to him, he's obviously going to be like, oh, I, I guess this is something. <laughs> 
uh, and then Twitch too. It's just like you know, I don't know who I don't know who the Twitch man. When I got on, it was probably Austin Creed mm-hmm. was like the king of Twitch, and I didn't even know like as an outsider, I just knew he was like a gamer. I didn't really know what Twitch was, or like I hadn't been on it that much. And then like I think uh, Chris Gethard asked me to do something on Twitch, so I had signed up for it. And then and then a lot of comedians were starting to do it over the pandemic. And then I kind of got an idea, and then I realized like there's a whole world out there. And it's just like how podcasting was. There's like there's a whole world of podcasting, and then no one knew. And once you start like becoming a fan of podcasts, you're just like, "Hey, everybody, podcasting!" You start telling all your friends about great podcasts, and so it was like that for me with with Twitch too. Not necessarily. I guess I don't watch a lot of whatnots because you know I'm thrifty, so I don't like to buy anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why. I, you know, I'd be on there if I'm trying to look for deals or something, or like, but I'm not trying to spend any money. I don't think so. To me, the one thing that, like, when I watch, because, uh, like, I'll watch the stream when you're doing the whatnot, like, it reminds me of, like, being at indie shows where you're at the merch Watching table. At the merch because, table, yeah. like, and I talk, like, I've, 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 I've heard other wrestlers talked about it, and, like, you're someone who, you know, you, if you go to an indie show, some wrestlers, you know, too many shirts out, too many 8x10s, it sort of just looks a little messy. Cole Cabana, it looks professional. You know, you, you got your, your few options to take from, so you don't just go up there and go, uh, uh, that one. Like, no, it's it looks nicer, it's presentable. Like, even to, like, where, like, we when we do, you know, like, conventions or things like that, like, that's one of those where I'll be like, no, 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 like, I've learned from Cabana. WWCD, what would Colt do? Yeah, exactly, yeah. because... Again, like it's one of those things where like it's smart where it's like, Ryan, we can't have seven eight by tens out here, you know? And it's like, but they're all really cool pictures. And it's like, yeah, but you know, narrow it down. Mm-hmm. Um do you feel like that sort of all that very much is like helped prepare you for you know, for something like a whatnot where you're sort of used uh, to just like Yeah, I guess I I, I right. I, this is something I've been doing for years. This is right, it's just at the merch table. You know, I I don't know, it's interesting because it, as I got more successful, I had to like stop like yelling, like not stop yelling at people, like, "Hey, come buy my stuff," you know. Like I feel that was something like you'd watch Michael Elgin do a lot and just be like, and, uh, and Michael Elgin and Sammy Callahan, and I'm not like calling them out as people, but like that was their technique, at, and, and it was kind of intrusive. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, at an actual physical show, and I felt they intimidated people to buy stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. I, I, you know, I don't want that to be the headline of like whatever is happening. But uh, you know, whatnot, I think is a little like you have their sole attention. It's just you, so there is a little more of like hyping, I guess. Mm-hmm. But so I'm trying to take the skills of like not trying to like. Oh, I think there's a there's a selling technique and not overselling. Like if that makes sense. No, for sure, because it's you know, if I'm trying to convince you something's cool. I'm not going to be like, hey, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool, it's cool. Like, that's not really, you know, like, how it'll go. And And people don't want to, just from my own experiences, like, and and I could be different. Like, whenever I go into a shop as a kid and and the person there is, like, just trying to, like, hound on me, it just makes me want to run away. Mm -hmm. And so I try to take that to the merch table and I guess whatnot, too, is just like, I'm not, listen... If you want, if this you want it, you want it. You know, if you don't, I'm not gonna fucking hound you to buy this thing. Yeah, because there is something to it. Like, I'm very much like if I walk, if I walk into a store, and I see that I'm the only person there, I immediately get that sense of dread because you see, you know, like the the sales the sales people yeah, just course. like, hey, do you need help with anything? And it's like, I'm killing ten minutes before, <laughs> you know, I, I go meet my buddy. Just browse. That's the line. Just browsing. Yeah, and, and and to be fair, there is some of that with even like within like our own like whatnot. Like I know there's a lot of people that 
enjoy the community sense of it because I think with just wrestling as a whole, it's sort of the the community sense of it. Because yeah. again, even like the you know you mentioned, but you weren't so aggressive at, at like the merch table. That is a thing that I would see because there were there would be a lot of people like I've been there for some that just oh, I just want to say hi to Colt. I just want to talk to him real quick. You know, and oh right, so like in the chat and whatnot or whatever. In the whatnot, yeah, I know some yeah. people. Will, I, well, know. I've seen a lot of so a lot of people, and I'm not saying like this is, but people from my Twitch have come over now to the whatnot, mm -hmm. and so like I'll shout them out, and so like I definitely see them there, and I know how much fun they have in my Twitch chat. So it's like fun to see them like jump over here and hope that now they become friends with this other like community. Like this makes its own community, but I, I feel like some of my Twitch people are doing a great job of like showing the, the silliness or the funness and then i know you know some of the you know even stank is in there trying to be a silly goose like or mm -hmm. some of the guys too so yeah, yeah I, I like that i right i like that these streams can be a live stream of fun and you don't have to purchase you can just lurk as i say yeah because i i get like i mean i'll do that but and even that like i know i could sometimes even with me it's like i could just walk up to where you're you know where everything is being done but i think a part of it is sort of seeing there and reading the comments you know like Oh, oh yeah, that is funny because, uh, as Marty DeRosa's put it, you have some cabanaisms, and yeah. sometimes people aren't aware of you know said cabanaisms, so they'll be like, "I think, I think he said this wrong," and it's like, uh, you know, other people will then sort of jump in and be like, "No, no, no, no. That's like, how it's, he, that's yeah. how his brain works." Yeah, that, that's how his brain works. Authenticity, that one. Auth yeah, I said it right. Yeah, you said it right that one time. Yeah, whatever. Um, how often are you still doing stand up? Because I know for a while, like, you know, uh, that was all, like, you know, wrestling isn't, you know, it's not the only venture that you've. Uh, yeah, I, I'll get on kicks where I want to do it a lot. And then I'll get on kicks. Like, my friend Mike O'Keefe keeps on inviting me to do, he has a Tuesday night show at the Lincoln Lodge. And he's always like, whenever you want. And um, I, I've been putting it off a little bit. I don't know. I, I there's some, a little anxiety too, or like I just feel like I, I'm not. I don't ever like sit down and write anything. Like so, like I'm doing old stuff that I don't like. I kind of feel like a like I know that's what comedians do is always do their shit, but like mm -hmm. I kind of want to do new stuff, but I don't really have new stuff, so I should be like writing and going up and finding it, but I'm not. So I don't know. I used to do like one or two a month in, in the city, and it's it hasn't been that much, but every now and then. But I like it. Yeah, because it's. I know you're personally you're friends with a lot of like people yeah. within that industry, and I feel like even just comedians and and wrestlers are sort of you know too. I won twenty bucks at a comedian poker game last night. No, really, I've yeah. never played poker. Never. Played. I've, I've I've watched plenty of Ocean's Eleven, but uh, I've not learned any. I've uh, I've watched like Frank gamble a lot. Mm. Well, you, I don't think you were around for the giant ESPN poker rage. Do you remember that was, you were probably I, five when that happened. Like, as a kid, I know that was a thing. Like, I know it was huge. And there's a great, I think there was a ESPN 30 for 30 podcast about it because it was so fun to listen to. Because I remember, like, I mean, it was on ESPN all day long mm -hmm. <laughs> and it blew up. People and people, that's where, like, online, people started jumping online and probably losing millions. And it became such a huge thing, the the World Series of Poker, when it really became a huge thing. So I feel like the like the the older like when I was a kid, like the older kids, there was a lot of things that like you know like poker, like uh, porn, like, porn, like <laughs> the porn, the porn is universal. But like going to like strip clubs, like things like that, where it's like 
all like to us it was like oh this is the thing like the adults do yeah and before then, your time yeah and yeah. then it's like well we become the adults and it's like oh no we're sitting around sort of just playing video games instead of like you know doing of these like yeah but that'll you know when when you grow up and someone else is that it'll be something new and they'll be like that's what old people did old people would play fortnite we you know whatever do vr sex or whatever it is i, I mean there there is actually like some to that because like, like i mentioned marty like i i meet both of you guys at the same time and i'm like 18 and for a while i was his go-to like hey what are the what are the young people into you know and then i remember he stopped asking me and whenever he would reference <laughs> it it was uh our buddy wes his son cash yeah you know and i was like why like why is he going to cash and not me and i'm like Oh, because I'm 24. Like you know, it's like I'm not I'm not the go-to like kid anymore. And I'm sure you've probably you know same thing. Like I, I don't know if you have that many you know fans who who used to come to your shows who are now sort of coming to your shows. But like, oh hey, this is my son. This is mm. my daughter. Like, does that happen to you a lot? Probably. Yeah, it has to. I don't know. Some guy the other day yeah came up to me and he was like, he's like ah yeah, oh it was at Logan Square. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I used to go to the Knights of Columbus and watch you. I'm just being like, God, you've been coming to these things so long. Because when I, Knights of Columbus was um, in Milwaukee, you know, I must have been 19. Mm-hmm. So, which was 1999, 2000. <laughs> and that's 23 years ago. And it's like, he's been coming to these kind of shows for that long. And he looked my age, but that makes sense. He was coming at night. You know, like, if you said that, I would have been like, if, if you said, I, I'm still, if you were, I would have thought he would have been like 70 or something because it was so long ago. But no, he was just my age. Well, yeah, because like I've I've been at the merch table with you where, where people will come up and, you know, and say that. And one of my favorites, uh, and, and I'm sure as as wrestling fans, you know, we've all been victim at once or time, but it's like, you remember me, right? You remember me from this one thing because a lot of times we, we do have those, you know, those, those yeah, small interactions. I, was, I did the big event last week with... Uh, Brian Myers mm-hmm. and the guy came up to me and goes, Hey, do you know who I am? And Brian just goes, Nope. And I <laughs> I looked at him and I laughed so hard. I go, Oh my God. I go, You just say nope. He goes, Yep. I'm he goes, I'm over it. I I just can't play these games with people. And I'm like, I would have been like, Oh yeah. He's like, Nope, I don't do it. I it, I don't remember yet. I don't remember. I was like, Oh my God. Cause usually I'll be like, ah, and then like They'll be, and then the worst is like, where do you know me from? I'm like, oh fuck, man! I le- stop being an asshole. You know, like, mm-hmm. what do you want from me? But it makes sense because you know you probably think of the same thing of when you, whatever. Those moments are so special. To, you know, I remember people that I've met, and I think I've probably done that too. Like, hey, yeah, well, fuck, I did it to Sting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, me and Sting had an hour and a half conversation in the airport on a layover together. I thought we became best friends, and then he signed with AEW. And uh, I was like, hey, remember me? And he's like, uh, I was like, in the airport. We talked like for two hours. He's like, was it about God? And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm sorry. And then I just walked. Like, I was like, no, hi, I'm Colt. And to me, it's like, how could you not remember that? But of course, like, and then I put myself in his shoes. I was like, okay, I get it, I guess. But it was so close. It was like only a couple months before that. See, but I feel like that because I like again we've all had those those sort of interactions. Like that's why, like when when you were like, oh, you know, your friends Kenny and the Bucks. Like I've had plenty of conversations with them, but Brody, don't forget about Brody. No, Brody, knows Sammy, me. don't forget about Sammy. No, 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 no. wasn't Sammy? No, I, I don't think I've ever met Sammy or Kevin. Yeah, uh, you did. You were at a show with him. I mean, I was there, but it was just like, hey, who's the who's the weird kid? They that, know you. You know, they know you. 
maybe. Um, Sorry, just we just like wind down, you know, because again, we do have to get to to the whatnot stream that we will be. I gotta go pitch some one of one t shirts. Uh, You know, we recently saw you show up on Young Rock, and you know, if we've seen you, you, there's plenty of other shows here in Chicago, you know, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Mm. you know, you've popped up on. Um, Is acting still something that. Yeah, of course. I I just turned down an audition today. It was for Sunbather for a CDW commercial mm-hmm. and i was like i don't want to do that but <laughs> i did i did i was on chicago fire in chicago pd yeah i oh man i auditioned for a chicago med the other day and i thought i was gonna get it i, I did really good i i but i and man i was down to, it was it was down to me for uh south side you know that show on mm-hmm. comedy central it was down to like me and another person and the other person got it so i'm trying i like doing those little things especially if they're one or two days of work it's so fun uh, as opposed to the seven weeks I spent in Australia for Young Rock for three minutes of TV time, which was fun, but um, I mean, which was the best. But yeah, anything local in Chicago, I love doing. I have an agent. Marty and I both have the same agent, and we're trying. You know, that's it's not that's not an easy gig. There's all these people looking for the spot, but I think luckily I stand out a little bit. And I was just looking over my stuff. I was going to sell my SAG card on whatnot. Do you think that'd be cool? Probably. I got mm-hmm. every year they send me a card. It says Cole Cabana on it too. Uh, you. I- knowing your audience you could definitely you could definitely sell that you don't think that would like think if you had stone cold steve austin's sag card or bret hart's sag card well i guess i'm not the same as them but theirs would be a thousand dollars mine will just be a hundred so it's different i think that remember when like uh when when bret hart was on like that tv show with the western one Uh like he's at ex like i act no that's why and and i think that's one of like collectible well like personally like as you know like as a fan i think that's one of the cool things with you you colt's closet because there are so many random things like that that you know like because uh like a high spots will do a signing you know and those but here colt we have this special colt this special colt that but like to me like the intimacy of like he literally went into his closet and pulled For this, sure. just pulled this out, you know? And it's like, this is one of one, not because, you know, oh, we got, we only wanted to make one. No, because there's literally only yeah. like one in existence. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things that there's some things that probably like would only sell for five bucks, but I still, that's why I think, I, so I think Black Friday, I'm going to do a, my own one mm-hmm. with like a lot of stuff. And like that way, like, like I only have five or six slots on the on the ones for Pro Wrestling Tees, so like I try to make them bangers. Mm-hmm. But like I do want to like try to sell like, hey, if you want this for five bucks, I'll send it to you, because it's just like I, I want to get out of my closet and be like, I think other people would appreciate it like more than me. You know, that's I think that's important is to get this stuff out into the hands of of the wrestling fans that would think it's cool and not just sit in my closet. So, uh, yeah, I've collected a lot of stuff over the years, especially in Japan, and so, um, and I always thought like, oh, like. I don't know. I'm holding on to this because someday I'm going to either sell it or, but I just didn't know where or when. And I don't know. eBay's not that very, it's, I love how personal bull this all is. So, well, with eBay too, it's like someone probably is just buying this to, you know, resell it or something like that. And I yeah. feel like, I feel, there, I think there's something like scuzzy about like, like tweeting out your eBay links. Like it's just so like lame. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this is more fun, I think. Well, that because like, and one of the things you do as well is, you know, oh, Roman Reigns fan 420, do you want me to sign this to you? Do you want me to personalize it for you? Especially if it's something of yours that they're buying, because Mm -hmm. then it sort of becomes uh, like a virtual sort of, you know, meet and greet sort of Mm -hmm. thing where, again, 
you see how much you one you see how much this person really wants this because you know but my favorite thing is always the when the bidding wars start mm-hmm. you know whatever it's uh, oh because it is a little bit you know suspenseful but on top of that where it's like no you know this person really wanted this as opposed to just like they came by the table and we're like okay i guess so i guess i'll also buy an eight by ten um well you know thank you again for coming on and and one of the things you you did mention there's a lot of things that you like to to hold on to and, and to give out and stuff like that um one of the things that i've tried to incorporate into just me now because again you met me literally as an 18 year old kid like now as an adult is like the one especially from from working here and having access to you know people that i should like i can just text you or, or other wrestlers is and i've seen you do it plenty of times you've done it for me you've done it for other people is like doing small little things that'll make someone's day that'll make someone and you should just in life in general just be like a nice fucking person but with you specifically like you know you've passed that on to marty marty's passed it on to me and i try to pass it on to like everyone else so it's definitely one of those like you know at like you'll definitely you have like you have a legacy that you're gonna leave behind when you do you know no 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 local indie wrestler worldwide (laughs) superstar but i you have a lot of power like you know i look at where like i have the power and stuff i could do for you know like getting someone AEW tickets like where i know that they have to fill seats you know and i don't want this to be an invitation of being like cole can i have tickets but like you know if there's whatever it is like you know like i i love taking i love that whatever my job allows me to do something that doesn't cost me anything Mm -hmm. and then i can give this i can take that that cost of zero to me but give a present to someone else and it will make their day their week their month their life uh i love that feeling and so you also you know it might be in a different aspect, but working at Pro Wrestling Tees, you have that power because you are in this warehouse of fucking me- wrestling mecca with so much stuff. And like, there's stuff that other people don't have access to. And you have a lot of power with that, whether, you know, I don't, whatever the little things might be, uh, you know, a Kenny autograph that fell off the truck or what, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And someone's obsessed or, you know, or, or charity or whatever it could be. Uh, there's a lot of power there. So yeah, it's important to use that for good. Yeah. And again, that like, that is one thing I always try to push like on here where it's like one again, just be fucking cool. But like to me, you know, it's like Cole Cabana. That's what I like. I always just think because again, like you were just fucking, you know, you were just nice to some kid who was like at your wrestling show bothering you. And now I've, uh, I've ascended the ladder right underneath <laughs> yeah. Frank, you know, of, of pro wrestling tees. Um, well, and it's fun because I normally I wouldn't, we wouldn't see that. Like I would just do a thing for a person and then they'd be gone. So it's fun that like I get to see the story play out almost with you. Well, you know, it, it is appreciated. And, you know, I, I, I never got to the story, but, you know, Kevin Smith's best investment, I think the second best investment I ever made was uh, those movie tickets falling off there those trucks yes. because you won my heart. <laughs> Uh, forever if people want to you know listen to again art of wrestling it's still around but uh we did talk about it a little bit but um wrestling anonymous Re- is yeah it's it's not weekly necessarily uh i kind of ran out of calls but there's i think almost almost 50 episodes and they're so good they're so fun i i wish there was more calls and i i think there's still more life to that show but it's anonymous wrestling callers uh just calling in their stories and i i I do i do do two bonus ones a month on my patreon 
So if you want all all the art of wrestling ad free, wrestling anonymous ad free, wrestling fringe ad free, and then bonus uh, wrestling anonymous calls. So on the podcast itself, I do I just uh, narrate the calls myself, and then on Patreon I'll grab a friend. So this month uh, Hornswoggle and I watch or listen to some calls. So they're really fun. There's yeah. some some really love lovely endearing ones from uh, wrestling grandpa. Yeah, I wrestling will say. grandpa's the best. He keeps on calling in and. I've had some, I don't want to know his name, I don't want to know his story, but I've had some back and forth uh, emails with him too, and he's actually younger than I thought he would be. I think he's in his 60s. Like, in my head, he was in his 80s, but... Oh, yeah. With, with some of the ones he talks he's called... like he's in his 80s. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine he's, like, in a wheelchair, you know, blanket on his yeah, lap, yeah, just yeah. sort of how... He's he... younger than my dad, I think. Really? Yeah. So, okay. well, yeah, he definitely talks like a grandpa. So he's wrestling grandpa. I'll 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 put a link in, in the description so that people want to call in because again, I know there's there's definitely probably a few that I could provide with having. Well, you haven't. So what the fuck? Well, there you go. On the next one, if you hear familiar voice, uh, it'll definitely you'll know who it is. Uh, thank you again, Cole. And uh, yeah, let's go do this. Uh, what now? ProWrestlingTees.com slash Colt Cabana. ColtMerch.com. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you again to Cole for that interview. Again, for me, always a really fun time whenever we get to to sit down and, and, and chat. On the on this last whatnot stream that he did, uh his dog was uh was, was trying to come after me. She was not a fan of me. I walked into the room and huh. she just yeah. But she was wearing an adorable little shark costume. She's a little uh she's a little dachshund. A little wiener dog <laughs> so it's just adorable seeing that but um does yeah. it have anything to do with the copious amounts of bacon you keep in your pocket that's what people say but i don't see how <laughs> yeah. to relate to each other you know yeah. like what does one have to do with the other that's true that's true yeah but uh again shout out to colt for for jumping on the the, the podcast this week um oh god again with with uh with the Patreon stuff for this week, I don't know. Like, I, I haven't pull out, fully pulled out a schedule. I know I do want to, at some point, um, talk about this Gardens of the Galaxy uh, holiday special. Have you gotten a chance to watch it yet? No, actually, I was, was going to watch it today, and that's that was one of the things on my list I wanted to catch up on. So, Oh, dude, but it's... Yes, you, you definitely need to check it out so we can talk yeah. about it, because it's one of those, like, I'm not... I'm not the biggest fan of Christmas movies per se, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I like Christmas, but just not the biggest fan of, um, Christmas movies. And whew, this one definitely got a, a tear or two out of me. Like it was just, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It looked, I mean, I'm sure it would, but it also looked very tongue in cheek. Like they knew it, you know, they just from the commercial or like trailers. It just showed like, it, it looked like it was very like wink, wink. Like, yeah, we know what we're doing. <laughs> I will say they, they it this yeah. definitely seems like one of those properties where like the trailer didn't really do it justice because it was really? yeah like again I'm watching it and I'm like wow this is a lot fucking better than like you know what what the trailer made it seem and um it actually got me a little bit more hype for Guardians 3 cuz it's been a while since we've heard from the Guardians or really seen much of them and you mm-hmm. know this is one of those like oh yeah it keeps it in the back of your mind of like yeah no they're coming so um yeah, say at some point in the month we'll be dropping that. Um, I do want to give a huge shout out though to the wonderful patrons of the show, who of course you know help help keep this train rolling. Um, so <coughs> huge shout out to Clifford Frey. Did we get it up to twenty yet? Not yet. Like we are, we're question, at eighteen. No? You know, and listen, uh, uh, 
if you know this this little sick boy right now, you know, if if you want to help him feel better, one bring him soup. Two, yes. Uh, help help us get to 20 because, of course, you'll be able to join the ranks of Clifford Fraser, Jesse Kohlenberg, Joshua Davis, Neil Flanagan, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crosley, Vivian, Anthony Torres, my godfather Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Steve Feast, Rachel Sayarto, Drew, Drew Kisser? Drew Kisser? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Jake Kisser, I hardly even know her. Jacob Taos, Lucy Salgado, Sandra Salgado, Lupe Dominguez, and of course the kings of sport, uh, patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. I mean, at this point, probably about 100 or so movie reviews that we've done. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of other fun bonus stuff. I, I did say I, w- I was going to look at some of the the uh, go-go scrump and stank stuff as far as Jason David Frank possibly drop that. I have just not had any time because, again, we are currently in the midst of uh, Black Friday sale stuff over at Pro Wrestling Tees. Man, did you guys fucking buy a lot of posters and stickers, which is great. Keeps me busy, but yeah. like, boy, did you guys buy a lot of them. So um, <laughs> at some point later in the week, I'll, I'll drop a full schedule <coughs> just so you guys know what to expect. And uh, what can the folks uh, who want to expect to listen uh, this week over at the Draft Pod? Well, you know, we keep the family atmosphere going as, you know, we get into the holiday season. Uh, and tomorrow it's not just a uh, old, you know, birthday boy, Drew Kistler's birthday. It's also birthday boy, Kevin Aldridge's birthday. And, uh, we're having a little fun thing where we're, we're, he's going to be fly on the wall as Wes, James and I all draft like the ideal guest at Kevin's birthday party. So... It could get interesting to see where people go. We're, uh, you know, picking celebrities. Maybe even uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how loose the, the the parameters are of this, but I know who I got on my list, and I know he's going to enjoy it. So I mean, listen. and the key is, so I mean, this one will actually have a winner because Kevin will pick a winner for a steel card. I mean, listen. If Wes is involved, we already know who one of his guests are going to be, and that's of course Leatherface. <laughs> yes, from. The 2003 reawake. Yeah. As for of Texas course, Chainsaw, yeah. yeah, for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because I, I keep trying to get him to record an interview or uh, uh, an episode of Family Video for the, you know, the yeah. OG one. And he just writes back LMFAO. So, I, you know, I love yeah. Wes. But uh, no Andy on this one? No, no, Andy will be there. Yeah, oh, James okay. Andy and, yeah, James Andy, Wes and I. So... No, nah, well, shit. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to listen to that one. As a maybe we'll get a live rendition of a, "That's So Raven, That's So Shitty." Oh, when you put it out there in the world, we'll see if it happens. Oh, again, <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening right now, what would make a sick little boy <coughs> feel better is a live rendition of "That's So Raven, That's So Shitty." Um, again, if uh, head on over to uh, manscape.com, use promo code PWTCAS, get a twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, if you already aren't, make sure you're following us over um, at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a like, give us a retweet, share. Let let your friends know about the wonderful boys over here at the Pro Wrestling Tees podcast. Uh, for this week's episode, I've been Scrump. I have been Drew. And this is a friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWTCast, and so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang. <laughs>